In Jesus' name, be healed. Five, four, three, two, one. Whoever is sick, there's power in the name of Jesus. Five, four, three, two, one. Good morning. Good morning, guys. It is Tuesday night for us. It is Wednesday morning for you guys. And um, we are here in the Rocha home in front of the cross wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like I'm underwater, like why? a fish. Yeah. Mm. So. I feel like I'm in your fish tank. <laughs> so today is a interesting day. I did an, um, a phone interview with the YouTube channel. I think it's coming out Friday. Uh, I should have got the name of the channel. <laughs> what? We should start this all over and you should go get it. What do you mean go get it? It's, it's, uh, I don't remember. Actually, where's your phone? Look under my history. My Lord. <clears throat> it's basically a, Help my, help this husband of mine, it's, please. It's, um, different stories from convicts. Some currently, they call in from prison, uh, or some people that have did time and got out. It's uh, getting to be a very popular YouTube channel. And they reached out to me. And I did like, how long did I, like an hour? About an hour and five minutes, maybe. Yeah. Are you logged into me? Yeah. Oh, there's a whole lot of The Office. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, It's not that one. It's not that one. Uh... Should I go to, well, I wasn't You were in history. <clears throat> oh, st- stories written by a current, what's the name? I can't read the rest of it. Custody to my mother-in-law. Stories written by a current prisoner. It's a long name, but that's the YouTube channel. They have uh, 39,000 subscribers. It's a growing channel. And, um... They reached out to me, wanted to do, wanted me to share my story. And the best part of it is um, one of the brothers is Christian. And uh, he's like, man, can you please share um, how, you know, your music career, what got you to prison, what led you to the Lord and what you're doing now. And he just pretty much freely let me speak. And then in the end, they had a couple questions, mm-hmm. you know, it's two guys and, um, it was interesting. I always enjoy sharing the gospel because I love preaching to fellow brothers and sisters. But I also enjoy doing things like this because these bridge to the unsaved. Amen. And and uh, they can be a powerful tool. And, and these are the opportunities where I use my past, whether it's my music career or my prison story. Just your life, your testimony. Yeah, and to use it. Basically, every time I do that, do you know what it, what it is? It's using what Satan thought was his enemy and using it against him. And, and we see that recur, reoccurring many times in the Bible. You know Goliath that David fought? David chopped his head off with Goliath's own sword. So the very weapon the enemy had to destroy you, the, Lord allows you, the Lord allows you yeah. to use that weapon back. So when any time 
I say this, I'll say it again. Anytime anything that's secular, non-Christian, YouTube, TV, whatever it is, when they want to do an interview, I'm just like, this is the way I know. I'm like, can I talk about Jesus? Amen. Because if I can't, you're wasting my time, I'm going to waste yours. But if I can, glory to glory, you know, glory be to God because mm-hmm. I can share the gospel. So yeah, that was good. You were there listening, mm-hmm. and uh, I just uh, sat there quietly, like a little mouse. Quietly, like a little mouse. <laughs> but it, it will release on on Friday, mm-hmm. and of course, I'll I'll share that with you guys. But actually, if you, I already told you the name of the channel. So yeah, but you should put it anyway. So yeah. Sorry, guys, my face is itchy all of a sudden. Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, What else? That's pretty much it, right? Yeah, went to the doctor. You went to the eye doctor? The one that's around the block. That was crazy. I know. You know what I told her? Mm. And I said, why is it that I'm coming here and... For a whole year and a half, two years, they would send us all the way to San Francisco. I know. Was it the same stuff? Yes. Field test, all that? Everything. They would send us literally to San Francisco to see the neuro... Where cell works. Yeah, to see a neuro-ophthalmologist that, you know, specializes in, in, you know, pseudotumors and all that. And, like, I, I was really, like kind of really weirded out and i'm like why would they send us all the way over there and every single time just to trip and gas and everything it would turn out to be like almost a hundred dollar trip every time because we would have to eat it would be everything's whole, expensive in San yeah Francisco. a whole day like just gas and everything and the tolls and everything it would come out to almost a hundred dollars every single time just to go and then literally it's right around the corner. I can walk over there, guys. I'm not lying. It's, it's a one and a half minute drive from here. Yes, literally. So I'm just... Literally. Literally. Um, I'm, I'm just blown away because here I have this doctor right here. Um, my neurologist sent me to this one here. As you guys know, like I said, that we're trying to get everything situated and prepared because they, they want to possibly get the brain shunt going. Um, and so... I'm I'm kind of like I was kind of really upset actually I'm like mm-hmm. wasted time you know going but at least we got to enjoy the city of every time that we did go though but yeah. I just thought it was a waste of money to have to send me that far I didn't get it I mean we like going there but I not do. forced to go to some but doctor but we were going been, right? so many times you know yeah. every month you know we were having to go. But now I have this doctor here, guys, which is really, really close. I'm still very blurry. I was able to get, um, you know, pretty much all the uh, contribution letters out to everybody pretty much. They put the drops in your eyes, huh? Yeah, they ended up numbing my eyes out pretty good. So I'm, I'm I'm still very fuzzy and it's already been many hours. So, yeah. But besides that... um. I think I think that's pretty it. And just been wanting to get some rest, so we want yeah. to kind of get this done so I can go get rest. Yes. Um, so where are we going to? I'm gonna be putting that iPad really close to my eyes, guys. <laughs> I just want to read real quick in the Book of James. Okay. In Book of James, chapter one, verse. Um, let's start at. 
13 maybe? James 1, 13, yours is probably going to be 12. Because the, the Message Bible kind of clumps passages together. You know, and I have a feeling it's going to be 12, so I probably should start at 12. I have a feeling I've done this before and earlier. Woo! Sorry, guys. James 1, what? Uh, 12. Does it start at 12? I bet it does. Oh, no, 12 is by itself. Oh, yeah. 13, actually. I wanted 13. Yeah, I'm going to turn it this way down because it's bigger. So, James chapter 1, verse 13, it says this. It says, Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. What's that? 14. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. I think that's it. 15? Yeah. Yeah, 13 or 15. Yeah. Okay, in the message, um, it says, Don't let anyone under pressure to give in to evil say, God is trying to trip me up. God is... Impervious. Impervious to evil and puts evil in no one's way. The temptation to give in to evil comes from us and only us. We have no one to blame but the leering, seducing flare-up of our own lust. Lust gets pregnant and has a baby. Sin. Sin grows up to adulthood and becomes a real killer. Yeah. You know yeah. what I did today, guys? Let me tell you guys one more thing that I did do. I brought my work home, and I had my husband work on it. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I had David type up my work for me. All right, go ahead, babe. Carry on. So I had to confess. <clears throat> you know, when James wrote this, it was an interesting time. Um, after Jesus rose and ascended up to heaven, Peter kind of stayed as the shot caller of the church. You know, he was looked at as, as the leader. Uh, but over time, as, as Peter kept preaching, he was arrested and, and put in jail. And uh, along with um, John. So they, they didn't know, what do we do now? So James, who was actually the half-brother of Jesus, um, kind of stood up, stood up to the plate. And um, so James took leadership at a time when the church was on very shaky foundation. Mm -hmm. People were getting scared. I mean, already, the, you know, the leader was in jail. Yeah. That shakes things up, you know, and, and people were, were getting faulty. People were starting to fall away. People were, were going back to their old ways. And, and James comes with the book of James and boom, he hits. A lot of people say James is harsh. Well, because it was harsh times. That's why James is harsh. James doesn't have the, uh, what's it called, the privilege of watering things down. The leader's in jail. They're probably threatening to put more people in jail. People are falling away. People are going back to their old life. You know, and, and 
people, I think what happened, people were saying, well, maybe God is bringing this upon us. Maybe God is, is doing this to test us, you know? And, and that's why I don't like when people use Job. They're like, oh man, I think God's treating me like Job. No, man, you got to understand, and that's a whole other lesson. Um, actually, go to the channel, go to our, um, what's it called, playlist. Mm -hmm. And if you think that the enemy goes and accuses you in heaven, like Job, um, you got to understand things in context. Go to the playlist and go to the uh, Who Am I series that we did. You know. But anyways, he's basically saying this. He was listen, God is not trying to test you. He's not trying to trick you. He's, he's not trying to trip you up. He's not trying to entice you to see if you're going to fall for the bait. He's like, listen, he doesn't do that. It's just a cat in the back. Okay. He was, it's just, it's just, God doesn't do that. God is not evil and he's going to, he's not going to tempt you. So that's kind of the context of what it is that he's talking about. But I think it's interesting here in this part though. This is the kind of the part that it says that I wanted to talk about a little bit. It says, but everyone is tempted when we're drawn away by our own desires and enticed. And it's kind of that joke of we blame Satan for everything. So, but, you know, in, in the first stance, why do, why do people even have to get to that point of even feeling that way? Like that it was God? In, no, in, oh. in, in, in just in general in the first place. Um, why do people have to become followers instead of becoming leaders, you know, in the first place, you know, because I really truly believe that if a, a if a person is leading people and if a person is, um, is, uh, let me find the right words to say, if you have somebody who is, is, is discipling or is somebody you're, you're, you're teaching them and you're showing them to become leaders, to have that strong foundation. Mm -hmm. So why do people fall in the category of becoming followers than leaders? Do you get what I'm saying? To have to feel that stance or to have to feel that. Feel what? Like how? I'm not... Like, like victimized. Like this person saying, mm -hmm. oh, oh, God tempted me. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know. Instead of having that strong foundation. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think leadership is actually not a stationary thing. For instance, parenthood. Mm -hmm. You teach them how to dress and how to brush their teeth, but that doesn't mean you continue to help them brush their teeth their whole life. No, because they they, they grow, grow up. up. They yeah. grow, they grow up with a skill. They, it's yeah. a skill that becomes acquired, and those those skills become something that becomes a, cons a consistent skill that they learn that teaches them into adulthood. That becomes almost like a leadership skill, you know, yeah. a maturity. Yeah. So I think in the church, there's leaders that don't realize that. You ain't going to be that person's leader forever, you know, in, in the sense that you're going to literally walk them through everything. You're mm -hmm. just trying to teach them how to eat. You're trying to teach them yeah. and then they're on their own. But on the flip side, just because somebody is your leader doesn't give somebody the excuse that you, they got to baby you your whole Christian life yeah. either. And, but some people stay there. A lot yeah, of people and, and, stay there. Yeah. Some, some leaders hold on and, and some 
followers don't let go and lead for themselves. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if that's in topic of what we're talking about here, but it's an interesting point, you know, that at one point or another, you you can't be like, oh, God's, God's well, causing me to do it, this. Well, it kind of does fall into it, though, because I think that's where a lot of the justification and the blaming comes yeah. from, though. So, I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 see, I would... I see what you're saying. I, do, do you kind of get my point, mm-hmm. though? Because as, as a person looking at that, I, I think that's where a lot of the the excuses, the justification, and a lot of that comes from, though. Yeah, because this person's going, oh, I'm tempted by God. And, and James is like, listen, God doesn't tempt anyone. Yeah. It says here, God doesn't tempt... God cannot be tempted himself, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Yeah. You know, and then it goes into this one, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. And it comes down to this, is we all stand on our own. Mm -hmm. Quit blaming other people. Other people did not cause you to do that. And it's so easy to blame others. Yeah, you cause yourself to do that because some way, one way or another, you open the door. And I truly believe for the most part, most people, you know when that door opened. Mm -hmm. You know very well, but you entertained it. Mm Mm-hmm. You knew. You knew when that door opened. You know, so then when it comes to fruition later, you know, then you play the victim because it says here, um, where's it at? When that desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. You know, so that desire becomes something that you become pregnant with that desire. And, and you fester it. You, 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 you feed it. Yeah. You know, you feed it. And what happens? Eventually becomes born. You know, so it's like this baby comes along nine months later, but the work for that baby was done nine months ago. Mm-hmm. But now you're seeing the fruition of that. So it's kind of weird when people say um, when a baby was born. Well, I guess that they're saying when born to this earth, but it's not like the baby didn't exist until that day. Well, yeah, it's the same thing when you're going to um, hatch an egg how do you hatch an egg? Uh, a, a hen has to sit on it for a long time mm. and keep it warm for a long time. It just doesn't, just doesn't hatch out of thin air or out mm-hmm. of nothing. It it gets tended to. It has to be warm. It, it's like when you put it under a heat lamp. Mm-hmm. You know, when a when a human hatches it, they put it under a heat lamp for a long time, and they have to care for it the same way, almost as a hen would. Yeah. So a hen has to warm it and heat it and do all of you know. It goes through a whole process. So that's the in that same instance, the desires of people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we act surprised. Sometimes the person acts surprised themselves. Like, where did this come from? And the fact is, it was it, it's been growing. Yeah. It's been growing. It just finally came to fruition. You know, <clears throat> sometimes you see, you know, you argue like, man, where did these weeds come from? They popped up out of nowhere. That's like a normal story. Mm-hmm. Man, these weeds popped out of nowhere. But in actuality, they've been there for weeks. Yeah, just like that pimple. You yeah. clogged up that pore. <laughs> it, it, it started from a seed. The seed germinated. Mm-hmm. It started reaching its way to the top. And all of a sudden, one day, you're like, where'd this weed come from? Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, a lot of us in our lives, there's a lot of weeds that we never pull out. We just cut them. But the seed is there, you know, and, and we got to be real careful with those things. Is that the camera or just, just something else? Um, oh, it's a text. I don't know. All right. It just keeps going off over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, guys, the, the cameras at the church... Um, notify us and uh, usually it's a cat 
you know, in, in the back, you know. Them cats, man, they get, they're always walking back and forth at night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big old fat cat in the back. <laughs> so, Just um. making sure, though. Yeah, but, um, I think it's an important verse. I believe we've talked about it before, but, you know, every verse, um, you can always talk about it again and again and again because it brings life, it brings clarity, it brings understanding. Absolutely. And, and basically, I guess in summary is this. <clears throat> you can't blame other people for your downfalls. You can't even you know, blame the enemy. Here's the thing, right? The enemy will use your desires that you already have. He just sees it as an opportunity, but the door was opened by your flesh. Satan didn't open the door. Our flesh did. Our desires did. That's why it's so important to lay everything at the feet of Christ. The, the Bible says to bring all thoughts into submission through Christ. Because if we don't, we, we, we're letting things in that shouldn't be there. And then when we feed them, they grow. He'll even try to seize your greatest moments for your downfalls. Think about that. Yeah. You know? He'll, he'll, he'll try to take the best moments of your life and create the worst times out of your best moments. I mean, just let, just let that sink in for a moment, guys. He'll take the best of your memories. He'll take the best of your moments. He'll take the best of your family. He'll take the best of everything that you have and create it into the worst. So... You have to be the one to make the choice if you're going to allow him to take the best of you and allow it to be turned into something negative. So it's it's really up to you. You know, I mean, what's it going to be? Do you want to open up the door to allow him to come in and and to have a field day with what's been the best in your life? No. You know, you have you have control of, of what you allow the enemy to come in, of what door you open up to him, you know? Yeah, and it, it, it makes for an awkward moment because a lot of times because, like, somebody will be like, Pastor, i got to talk to you. Okay, man, I'm really dealing with this, and this happened, this happened. I don't know why. And it depends. Sometimes it's kind of like, are you really ready to have this conversation? Well, what do you mean? And, and then you hit him with it. Oh, I think you know exactly why you did that. Well, what do you mean? I don't know why. Really? In your heart of hearts, in your heart of hearts, you don't know when you entertained that thought. Because every action you did was first the thought. Everything. Everything. Everything I say, I got to think of it before I say it. Before I even pointed at my head like this, I thought it. So I thought it, and real quick... It speaks to my body and my nerves go like this. Everything starts with a thought, you know, and a lot of times that makes people uncomfortable because they think you're going to coddle them. They think you're going to counsel them. And it's like, you got to hit this thing right in the head. Be like, dude, you know, you know, you know. So the thing is now is just admit that you understood when this happened and when the thought was there and when you entertain because thoughts come, thoughts come. You, you know, thoughts are always going to come in your head. It's when you entertain that thought and, and now you're fertilizing it. And, and now you're giving it nourishment. And eventually that thought 
will manifest. And then you come to the past, they're all surprised. Yeah. And deep down inside, you know. You know when it went wrong. And here's the thing about God, though, is that he's forgiving. A lot of times he's like, back up where you messed up and start this thing again. You know, and and, and here's the worst part, too, is a lot of times when when, when that does happen, especially to new believers, and actually, I'm not going to say new believers, it happens to anybody. To anybody. You know, the bad part is this, is they messed up, allowed that thought, it came to fruition, it's manifested, <coughs> so now they're like, I might as well just live a sinful life, and the enemy now got you. But the fact is, today's the day of salvation. Amen. And the Bible says that he has new mercies for you every, every single, day. single day. That's what the Bible says. Yes, yes. So, are you breathing? I hope you are if you're watching this. I don't think we have zombie subscribers. <laughs> that means then that you still have a chance because his mercies are brand new for you. Amen. And say, you know what? I want today to be different and be the first day of the rest of my life. I want today to be a new day. Yeah. You know, and, and he will do it. You know, don't don't fall for the enemy and make you think you're washed up. Because you ain't washed up if you're breathing still. Amen. There's still an opportunity. That's right. You know, and, and he's calling out for you. And he says that he'll leave the 99 to go and find the one. And he's looking for you. How do I know that? Because you wouldn't be watching this if that weren't so. That's right. So, all right, guys. All right, guys. We love you guys. God bless you. Have a beautiful, beautiful morning, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Mm. Oh, Bible study tonight. Don't forget, we're mm. studying the story of Joseph, part five. Ooh. You don't want to miss it. That's right. Bye, no, guys. No mic problems either. Mm. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye.